Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina Justison, and I'm here with Vicki Tillman, and I'm here with Kim Smythe, who is taking pictures of our notes with her phone. <laughs> I was all set to introduce myself. While we do the intro, I'm, like, I'm looking over there, she's with her phone taking pictures of the notes. And I'm watching her take my notes away from me and move them, and I'm thinking, wait, I need those, please give them back. <laughs> Which is exactly why I was so. taking a picture of them because I always do you, think do you have your picture now. I do because I always think Sabrina always has the roadmap, and sometimes I think, well, if I could look at the roadmap, I would be able to contribute more effectively. Ooh. So you're using your tools. I'm trying, Ooh. and you're using until my friends to mock me mercilessly. <laughs> In good Christian love. We're Actually, mocking you in love. I was just having an ADD moment. Like, yeah, I just distracted them. Usually I distract me, which is actually what I was trying to do less of by having the notes to look at. But you needed a copy of the roadmap so wanted... you would know what we were doing today. Wow, that sounds a little bit like like, like I our needed topic. It does. It segues. Ooh. Did you do that on purpose? You did. Yes, didn't I you? totally did that on purpose. <laughs> She's so savvy yes. that way. Yes, roadmaps. <laughs> right. You know, That's roadmaps right. don't take the trip for us, but they show us a lot about where we're going and how we're going to get there and where we might want to stop along the way. And yeah, so today's episode, we're talking about vision and a vision for your homeschool and vision casting, how you articulate that vision and share it with others and why it is important, right? Even for practical people who don't like the word vision. Yes. Yeah. There are people who don't like the word vision? It's really hard for me to <laughs> climb into that thought. <laughs> but it's very true. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Vicky like, embodies vision. Like, yeah. You, yeah. V is for Vicky. V is for vision. Yeah. yeah. It's just... Because yeah. Yeah, some of us are born, we just kind of sit around thinking, well, what if? And, mm-hmm. you know, that's how we amuse ourselves. But mm-hmm. I know you have a sister <laughs> who is more practical. Yes. And- My sister, Allison, who is also our seventh sister, but my biological sister... Yeah, she's not so much a vision-oriented person. She is much more a checklist-oriented person. She really likes to be told what is expected, and then she will make it happen. And she can make anything oh, happen. my word, yes. She is small, but she is mighty. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we when we have, you know, our Seven Sisters retreat every year, and sometimes at, at meetings where we're trying to, to figure out where to allocate resources and energy, and, you know, so sometimes Vicki and I... <laughs> who like our visionary stuff, we get all geeked out with vision casting, and we do lots of it. And Vicki in particular, she likes to, to draw bell-shaped curves on the white curves. <laughs> <laughs> and we can analyze, you know, our population, and we can analyze all kinds of things about people that we're trying to, to relate well to. And you got your yellows, and you got your blues, and you got your greens. And um, so after a couple of years of this, um, Allison, who tends to be extremely polite and careful with her words and who is slow to disagree. And, but and she's is very finally, soft-spoken. Very soft-spoken. Yeah. She had finally started to find her voice in Seven Sisters and her confidence in, in her relationship with all of us was, you know, stronger. And so she finally <laughs> rolled her eyes at the whiteboard and said, I'm sorry, but if Vicky draws one more bell-shaped curve, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to walk out. 
just don't dig on vision the way we do. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And that's, that's why right. God created all of us, because together we are amazing. But if yeah. we were just visionaries or just practicals, it wouldn't be the same. Yeah. But but in a homeschool setting, in, in where we are in charge of our families goals and success. I mean, God's in charge of the outcome, Absolutely. but he gives us responsibility to educate our kids. Even the practical people, when you sit down with them and ask them questions, they have a vision. They just don't know it's that word because why would you homeschool if you didn't have a why? Yes. Mm, a why. Yes. Vision is all about why, isn't it? Tell us it more is. about why. So tell us about your question. I mean, we're in... <clears throat> Sabrina's illustrious garage. Oh, yeah. Studio. Yeah. Office. Glamorous. It's very glamorous. Mm. Yes. <laughs> with, with sticky What's notes the point? Oh, sticky. all over the walls. Yeah. My decorating style is, is early post-it. And um, <laughs> I have a little bit of whiteboard and corkboard thrown in there. With, with sticky variety. notes. With sticky it. notes on uh, that, too. And I have to tell you, I, like, totally envy your decorating style. Like, I want to emulate it. <laughs> We need to, we need to post a little to video that, that just lets people oh, see our illustrious, should. glamorous, fabulous, yeah, garage yeah. Video. So one of the sticky notes says, what is my why? And it's in big letters in permanent marker. So she, one time a couple of years ago, sent out a video to all of us seven sisters, which didn't really create great joy for some folks. Sorry. For, for those of us who are more on the well. visionary. Mm -hmm. But it did clarify for everyone it's important to ask why. So she sent out Simon Sinek. I think mm -hmm. that's his name. Yeah. It's a TED Talk Ted, that he did. Mm -hmm. About what's your why. Mm -hmm. And we really, why are you homeschooling? What do you want to see happen? So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So in trying to articulate what is my why, um, first of all, you, you, we need to start with God because he is the beginning of all things. And he is the ultimate conclusion of all things, too. And so. The reason that it's important to figure out your why is because you didn't come up with that why on your own. Mm -hmm. God put it in you. Mm. God is the one who originated this whole homeschool adventure that you're on. And and if he's not, and if you're doing it for some reason other than his purposes, then you need to take note of that and say, wow, God, what do you want for us? Because actually mm -hmm. not every family is called to homeschool. Just going to... Ooh, really? Go Imagine out that. on thin ice and say that out loud on the internet. So, yeah, but so God puts that vision in there. He gives you the why. And um, it is very important to start with exploring it because it puts the focus on him and not mm -hmm. just on you and what you're doing. And, and helping your heart to understand he's in charge of the outcome. That means he has an outcome in mind. Yeah. And that we can cooperate with that and maybe get some of his energy and ideas for what happens. So, again, like many other things, is our first step in trying to get a hold of our vision to spend time with God and just ask him to, like, make that obvious to us Indeed. and to share what he's got in mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we start with him and with what he's put in us and, and we recognize that these were his ideas and dreams for all of us, but in particular for our teens. If we're homeschooling through high school, we're marching toward that cap and gown moment. And it is more uh, important that we, we get a vision for who the person in the cap and gown is rather than just what boxes we checked off on their transcript to make sure that we 
did everything we were supposed to do. Yeah. Oh, amen. So you do have to check off the boxes for the transcript, but you don't want to have accidentally gotten there. <laughs> right, right. And you don't want to have lost something important in your relationship with your teen, in their relationship with God or with others. Um, yeah, the, the people involved are super duper important. And so when you have a good hold on this vision, what is my why for homeschooling, then it's going to enable you to choose long-term goals for the whole four years of high school and short-term goals for each year very wisely. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And there are some years where for that, for that year, for that short-term goal, you may set priorities that were not what you would have expected six months ago or a year ago. Because life has happened, because there's something going on personally with your teen or with you or something happening in your family that calls for um, a, a course correction and a, and a change from maybe where you thought your sophomore year would be or whatever. Mm. Um, and you're able to do that. You're able to set those one-year goals wisely with the right priorities in mind when you remember why you're homeschooling in the first place. Yeah, And to hold those goals flexibly. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, that that vision gives you the the ability to adjust still going toward the vision. So like for okay, we need to take a month off cuz everybody has the flu. Mhm. You know, all right, but we're still going toward the vision. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's kind of like that thing if if you've ever sailed or if you know anything about sailing, like the wind is going however the wind is going and you can't control the wind, but you know where you're trying to end up. And so you may have to uh, go back and forth instead of going in a straight line a whole mm. bunch of times. But if you keep that end in mind, you can you still get there. You can get there. Beautiful. It may take you longer. It may not be the path that you had in mind. but Beautiful. And then in the concrete sense, having your vision clearly articulated uh, allows you to create a transcript that's going to be all sparkly and appealing to college admissions officers or to bosses that are hiring your teen into the workforce as a young adult, whatever, whatever place they're trying to end up, it's not just some fluffy, ushy, vague thing that you sit on a mountaintop and contemplate. It does. You know. <laughs> so, you know, and, and Allison is aware of that. And even though she's a little tired of bell-shaped curves, she does understand that it then translates into concrete things mm-hmm. right right and and when we talk to Allison even though you know she, she can't stand one more bell-shaped curve I had to quit drawing them oh the blue of loves and Allison. yellows and the greens <laughs> but when you talked to her she could clearly tell you the things that she dreamed for her kids yes. as she was educating them yes absolutely so you you get this this time and you Start with God, and, and it, the ideas form, and, and you get a little clearer on them. And then you need to sort of capture that for yourself somehow, because it, it's very difficult in the day-to-day hustle-bustle mm. to hold on to your why. Indeed. And um, so we're going to give you some questions in a minute here mm-hmm. that, that will kind of start that ball rolling if, if you're someone for whom you're not quite sure how to even go about articulating it. Mm. But... I think first we're going to share some ways to capture it once you get it so that it doesn't just flit right out of your brain again. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, we start with the obvious. And I, I think a lot of people who are visionary are also word nerds. I'm She's a word nerd. She's cell phone out again. I'm She's taking <laughs> notes again. This stuff is good, people. I hope you're getting as much out of it as we are. <laughs> 
capturing stuff in words. And that's why I have post-it notes all over my office and why I journal and why I believe in writing a personal mission statement, which by the way, if you want to try it, there's a guide for teens to do that and for moms to do it too, if they like, in the sevensistershomeschool.com bookstore. But um, so words are, I think, what a lot of people think of, that you mm -hmm. need to get your vision and put it into words. But there are people who are not word nerds who think, ew, I don't, I don't want to do that. You know, I mean, my sister Allison is one of them. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. like to do that. But there are lots of other ways to capture vision so that you can go back and remind yourself and reference it. So what are some other ways mm. beyond putting it into words? So some people are very visual and so they do well with the vision board. And so they have pictures and, and um, graphics and all about what they want things to look like and feel like mm -hmm. when their kid marches across the stage with a cap and gown on. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're talking kind of about like a, um, this is not that you have to be creative and artistic enough that you are drawing some vision. This is, this is like cutting stuff out of and printing stuff off of and yeah, like go together. to mm -hmm. Google Images and download pictures mm -hmm. and then go to PicMonkey and put it together. And yeah. you could even make a Pinterest board that's your vision for homeschooling. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. 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 And when you said about not only what it looks like, but what it feels like, that mm -hmm. reminds me that just this is so much more than just what ultimately becomes the checking the boxes and all that mm -hmm. sort of thing. But so we're also looking and, and so including the character. So what is what is the overall person going to be like? And that gives you room to include that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Because that's all, you know, most of us are, one of our whys is we'd like our teens to be developing the character of Christ. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Um, for people who are very artistic, I mm. know people who have captured vision in a work of art, even in mm -hmm. a piece of music or wow. a piece of visual art. Um, and that's so cool. If you can do that, if you're a photographer, if you're a painter, if you're whatever, mm -hmm. my hat is off to you. I just think that's very, very wonderful. If you are not that good, but you still like to dabble, do it. I, mm -hmm. when I have particular, this is, this is a weird geeky thing about me, but I, it's a piece of, it's a piece of capturing vision. When I have, um, vision that I'm struggling with, where I know that this is something God's put in my heart and I can see where I need to be going, but there are a lot of obstacles in my way. I put together a playlist of songs oh. that are about where I'll be when I get past those obstacles. You go, wow. girl. And then I play it in the background when I'm wow. doing, you know, mundane things. <laughs> Just so that I'm I'm reminding myself that's that's where we're going. That's where we're going. Wow. So, yeah, I had a killer playlist that I was looping most of, of last fall because there were just some wow. big old obstacles in the path. So oh, I couldn't yeah. compose a symphony. I wish I had that kind of talent. But I could listen to amazing things that other people composed, you know? Wow. And what a cool thing. Even our kids who are, some of our kids anyway, who are so musically oriented, mm -hmm. not in the, necessarily in the creating way, but are just into listening to music. What a great thing to just kind of put that loop on yeah. and just let it roll. Yeah. To allow that to create vision. Yeah. And then some people are very practical. Mm -hmm. And so their vision might look like a spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Or a checklist or a mm -hmm. flow chart. Yeah. Mm. And there's a ton of power in that. In mm -hmm. fact, 
there are probably a lot of us visionary folk who like the word piece of it, who then need to follow it up with the flowchart or the checklist or something to keep it grounded in the concrete. Because yeah. we can get, what's the old joke about she's, she's so heavenly minded, she's no earthly good. Right. You know? <laughs> and some visionary folk like myself can tend to get a little stuck inside our own heads mm -hmm. and need that. Mm -hmm. So we can learn a little yeah. something from the mm -hmm. more concrete folks in Indeed. our lives. Mm -hmm. All right, so those are some ideas for capturing your vision once you sort of articulate it. Let's talk about some questions that can help us articulate the why. Um, <clears throat> why are you a parent? And the answer may even start, wow, that was a surprise. Like, you know, so for some folks, yeah. you, you get the positive pregnancy test and you weren't <laughs> expecting it. Yeah. Certainly not at this point in your life. And, so I'm a parent, wow, how about that? Um, but the the years that you are a parent, you, there, there are things in your heart, you know why, you know what those dreams are for raising these little people. Yeah, so why are you a parent? And then why are you homeschooling? Mm. We often have to ask ourselves that to keep ourselves going yeah. in the in the winter or in frustrating times to say why why am I homeschooling? But it sure helps us define our vision when we're starting out, and it also helps you evaluate: Are you being successful? Because the most important thing to be successful about is your why. Yeah. Not right. your how or how did this math Ooh, lesson that go? That was good. Say that or, again. Yeah. The most important thing is your why, not your how. Yeah. Good one. You know, both are important, but mm -hmm. in the big scheme of things, what was the point of all this? Yeah. So it's the, the why is important in the vision, but it's also important in the analysis, like at the yeah. end of the year. Yeah. yeah. Did, we, did we hang tight to the why? Yeah. There you go. And here's a perhaps slightly controversial thought. Your why am I homeschooling answer for your vision and your private space may not be exactly the same answer that you give other people. Because frequently people will ask, why oh, yeah. are you homeschooling? Especially mm -hmm. at high school. Why, why did you decide to do this? And there are lots of reasons that are fairly um, socially acceptable reasons that strangers or acquaintances can handle hearing. Mm -hmm. And then there are much more personal, much more me and God kind of reasons. That's none of anybody else's business. Yes. <laughs> yes. So when we're encouraging you to, to ask yourself, why am I homeschooling? Move beyond what you say to your husband's coworker at a company party. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, be, be brave to go a little deeper than that because there are there are lots of reasons that we homeschool, and some of them are very, very private. Mm -hmm. And it's important that we know what they are and that we remember what they are. But we don't Ooh. have to share them with everyone. And you just hit on something really profound for me is that there's more than one element to your why. Like you might be able to, to boil your why down to one word or one phrase or one something, but there are actually lots of whys. It's not just why can be plural. Yeah. Yeah. I, she I, did I, it again, Kim. <laughs> why can be plural? We gotta start making Seven Sisters bumper stickers. <laughs> or t shirts or something. Alright, am I allowed to put that into my uh, phone? Because that was kinda good. You are. She's you typing can, in her you phone. You can Go do ahead. your phone anytime you want to. Okay. You knock yourself out. All right. Um Yeah, multiple wise. I, I know that I had lots of reasons for homeschooling my kids through high school, most of which had to do with what I believed to truly be best for them. But the truth is that I also, even as a little kid, I played pretend games all the time and I pretended to be a teacher 
all the time. And I thought near the end of high school that I might go on to college and, and get my education degree and be a teacher. And I did enough babysitting that I decided that I didn't really like children very much. And so <laughs> I decided that perhaps I would not be an education major. And then when I had my own children, I looked at them and I went, oh, wait, these are children I like. I could go back to being a teacher if I was just teaching them. So homeschooling for me was very fulfilling in the sense that I wanted to be a teacher. And then I got the chance to teach in our homeschool community where I found other children that for the most part I liked because Mm. they were cool people and they weren't just being run through a cookie cutter, you know? And so that was exciting to me. So some of my reasons for homeschooling were in a sense, my own career exploration (laughs) as an adult. Yeah. And that's okay. But that's not something that I would generally have told people who said, why, why are you guys homeschooling? Because people Mm. would look at you kind of like, what? That's really stupid. So why didn't you then go back to college and become a teacher if you wanted to be a teacher? Why? Why are you doing this? Because this is weird. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. this was your calling. Yeah. 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 So dig into those. Why are you homeschooling? And then you got to look at your kids because your kids are a really big component in your homeschool. Or are they? They should be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And each of them is unique. What are your teen's talents? What are his or her strengths? What are passions in your teen's heart? Boy, the teen years are filled with a lot of passion. And some of that is just chemical, <laughs> but some of it's not. By the time your kids are teens, there are, there are themes that you have observed in them over years where you just go, oh man, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but someday you are going to do something with X yes, or with yes. Y yeah. because it's just a part of who you are. And some kids, they don't know their passions yet. Mm-hmm. And that's because they haven't experienced them. So, you know, maybe a why is help my kids explore enough to uncover what God's put inside them to be excited about. Very good. What are my teen's opportunities for growth? Sometimes that's an area where my teen is weak and struggling. Mm. Sometimes it's just where, wow, you know what? The way we've lived our lives, they've never really been exposed to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. X, Y, or Z. And that's an area for growth. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of that can just be where we live. Mm. Rural environment versus urban environment versus suburban environment, East Coast versus middle of the country. Um, Very independent, just our homeschool versus homeschooling and community a whole lot. These things have a huge impact on your teen's areas um, where maybe some growth needs to happen. And that should be a part of your vision. Mm-hmm. So that, that includes academic growth, you know, exploring ideas or building into areas where they need some bolstering. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be character development. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they need more opportunities to grow and become fruit of the spirit kind of people Mm -hmm. or no assertiveness like we've talked about. Um, And sometimes those opportunities for growth end up being opportunities for growth for us moms. Oh, yeah. Oh, how about that? Yeah, we're kind of all in this together. Sorry. (laughs) Another good question. What difference will my family make in the world? Ooh. Talk about that, Vicki. That was your contribution to yes. this. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the hardest things as a 
coach and a counselor that I deal with is college seniors who are getting ready mm. to graduate and they have no idea what their life is about. So they have from kindergarten worked hard on academics and been mm. an awesome person academically. But they, they are getting ready to move into full adulthood, own their own lives, and don't know why they're here. Mm. You know, if, if, you know, if we're like Christ, you know, Christ went about healing and doing good and confronting where he needed to confront it. You know, the world was a better place. Loving on people. Yep. And I, I know, you know, we're talking about the Trinity here, but we're in God's image and God mm. put us here, each person for a reason. So, you know, if, if you are a family, your family's here for a reason. Or multiple reasons and so our, our teens and teens should have an opportunity to explore the kind of the meaning of life and the meaning of their lives some in high school like intentionally mm -hmm. so they don't end up like in a, a major crisis where they also have to pay the bills mm -hmm. at the same time you know mm -hmm. so those things are, are dovetailing my, my purpose may be what gives me income or it may be an avocation but either way you know, I, I know where I'm going. Oh, great point. That, that point. vocation avocation thing. Because mm -hmm. I think sometimes you think, oh, well, my job has to be, you know, have, there has to be a way to take my job and or take my passion and make it my job. And sometimes mm -hmm. that's not necessarily going to mm -hmm. be the way. Sometimes you, you might have multiple passions and one lends itself well to your career. Um, but you you really might, the thing that might really make you tick might be something that you do outside of your job that pays mm -hmm. your bills. If, if our kids don't have a look at that, mm -hmm. they might get the idea, kind of an American thing, that the reason why we are here is to spend money and have stuff. And mm -hmm. yeah, make money and spend it. Yep. And, and to be happy. Mm. And that there's nothing wrong with happiness and there's nothing wrong with stuff. But if that's why you're here, then you end up with a selfless, a selfish, soulless person yeah. and a selfish, soulless nation. Heavens, that would not be good stewardship of what God has given us. Mm. And at the same time, we're dealing with some very sort of big, heavy, global and, and, and a little bit uncomfortable ideas. Um, the flip side of that then is to also for for some of our teens there they tend to be weightier than they need to be and they also need a little bit mm. of grace for themselves so like yes. I, I actually recently had a very enlightening conversation with a young adult and we were discussing a mutual acquaintance who um seems to just be all about i just want to be happy i just want to mm. do what i want to do and i just want to be happy mm. i don't want to be a bad person i don't want to be a mean person but i just want everybody to just leave me alone and let me do what I want to do. And we were saying that that's, that's a very, you're in a very small space that mm. your life is only going to matter right here. And, um, I said, I can't imagine spending too many years getting out of bed every morning where I had no desire to make a greater impact on the world than mm. just that. Mm. And my young adult friend said, I've been thinking about that though. And I'm not sure that I know what impact I want to have on the world. Mm. That just seems big. Like, I don't, I don't know that I'm living anywhere bigger than that. And um, 
I realized that I was maybe talking like an old lady a little bit <laughs> because this young person is thinking, okay, so I need to, like Mother Teresa, know that I'm going to go into the slums of Calcutta and I'm going to find a dying person and I'm going to hold that person and offer them a cup of water as they die in my arms. You know, mm-hmm. that, like, that's a really, to know the impact you mm. want to have on the world in that is is pretty much bigger than most young people mm-hmm. are going to have. And a lot of young adults. That's a, that's yes. a very, God has to direct those paths. Yes. Oh, yeah. And so instead I just encourage her to, okay, hold on a second, look in the mirror. You're a super relational person. You are like a life cheerleader to everyone in your family, your friends, and your workplace. If someone needs a kind, buck-up kind of word, they're going to come to you because that's just what you exude. Mm. I said, right there, that's the impact you're already making on the world. Mm. You are not waking up in the morning saying, I just want everybody to leave me alone because you wake up in the morning with your people on your heart because that's who you are. You, you know. So your impact on the world might just be, I know that I'm a people person. And so I know that I want to leave people better than when I found them. I don't want to tear them down. I want to build them up. That's a phenomenal starting place mm-hmm. as a young person to think, okay, my impact on the world is going to be something to do with building people up. Or if, if you just, if you have a, a fascination with, with problem solving, and with getting the next step done and creating that checklist. And that's a way to have an impact on the world. It doesn't have to be that you got it all figured out. It's just recognizing this is a theme in my life. This, this keeps coming up. So. And, and to know that to have an impact on the world, you don't have to directly impact every single person in the world. That whole idea of if I'm the emotional cheerleader and somebody's having a cruddy day and they come to me and I bolster them then they are better able to relate to everyone around them and maybe even do the same thing for someone else, you know, and they'll tell two friends and so on, or the ripple thing. Like, it's not that we shouldn't really try to be really big and impact lots of people in lots of ways. And at the same time, we should always really um, give, give a lot of credibility to the, the, the mother Teresa do uh, and I'm going to butcher it but to do <laughs> to do small, small things with, with great, great love, love. there yeah. we go but in in you know that's uh, good deeds mm. is a way to take that to a practical level to have the vision of being a person who does good things so for your young friend who was an encourager person she did encouraging things mm-hmm. one thing kim does is she gives people hugs mm-hmm. yep and you know the world is a better place because one person at a time, Kim will give a person a hug. And for the most part, that is not going to be a vocation for her. It's going to be an avocation. I've heard that there are professional cuddlers <laughs> now, which just weirds me out so many levels. <laughs> but probably Kim is never going to pay her mortgage by giving hugs. However, it is truly an avocation. And and so that's part of a vision is to you know for kids to know they can do good deeds, maybe a, to learn to have the good deed of when you go to the store and buy something, you smile and say something kind to the mm-hmm. cashier, or you know hold the door open at the the convenience store when you're going in to buy a cup of coffee or whatever. Um, that that to have that kind of meaning of life, that's a good place to start. It's a good yeah. vision mm-hmm. for young people and for us old folks, too. Absolutely. Yeah. It really can, we really can change the world together just by treating each other differently. You know, because people, if, if they choose to do bad deeds, if they choose to be cranky and mean, 
you, you don't sin in isolation. There's a ripple effect. Yep. Mm. But you don't do good in isolation. There's always a ripple effect, just like you were saying. Absolutely. Kim. Wow. This Whew. is like a lot. And it's it's so important. It's so important. And it's important that we get a handle on it and then we capture it somehow, whether in words or, or another way. And then we need to repeat it. Why why can't we just say it once? I mean, it's like with with growing in, in Christ-likeness. You know, why can't I just learn this spiritual lesson, master it, <laughs> and there we one go. And done. I'm Shut good. That off. Yeah, yeah, man. So yeah, what was man. it Andy Stanley said? Andy Stanley. It's, it's on a post-it note on, my yeah. on the wall. wall. Yes. And it says, people can't read your mind. People forget. People get distracted. People haven't bought your rationale yet. People drift off course because vision leaks. Vision leaks. Vision leaks. It surely does. There's Kim taking another picture taking of, their phone of those sticky notes. Vision yeah. leaks in an organization, but vision leaks in me, too. It leaks Indeed. out through the oh holes my. that distraction and frustration and being overtired and, and you know, the tyranny halt. of the urgent. <laughs> Hungry, <laughs> angry, lonely, tired. Tired. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all places that poke holes in my vision bucket, and the vision kind of leaks out, and I do a need to repeat it to myself, to my husband, to my children, to my homeschool organization, my co-op, um, the school where, where we come together. In prayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm meeting with our student leaders tomorrow at our local umbrella school, and I. this is so so poignant and so timely for me because I have realized that that's something we need to do in the school and I need to do even with them because it does. If you don't repeat it, if it's not in your face, it it gets lost. So we, you know, when we have the kids read Animal Farm and they talk about mission drift, Mm. you know, it starts with knowing the vision, where you're going, what's your why. Mm-hmm. What's your why? And then it's strengthened by having people in your life who are truth speakers, who have proven themselves to be trustworthy and who truly love you, who um, you can ask them questions and they can ask you questions that will keep bringing you back to that yeah. vision. What do they see in you and mm. how do they see it growing or not in you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one last idea, if you're someone for whom this still all just sounds kind of like the blues and the yellows and the bell shaped <laughs> curve and yada, 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 yada. Um, if you have something that you, uh, a, a place in your life where you feel kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're an adult, you've got at least some place in your life where you feel mm-hmm. kind of stuck. Uh-huh. That's just part of adulting. Mm-hmm. Then take a a prayer-centered look at what are the obstacles? What has you stuck there? There are things that you're afraid of. There are things that are very hard for you. And if you look at what those things are, you're probably going to get a glimpse of what it is that's on the Mm. other side of them. That's your vision. Mm. What you want is what's on the other side of those obstacles. And if you are someone who I, I say, so what are, what are your dreams? What are you? I don't know. I don't think that way. That's a, but if you tell me how, frustrated you are with your coworker who is constantly negative and who is pulling you down and you feel like you're struggling with pessimism anyway, ah, then what you want is to be a more positive person and you have a vision for mm. a life where you're not so negative and cynical about things. Mm. And, you know, it'll give you a glimpse mm-hmm. of it if you look at the things that are in your way. Smart. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
Mm. I love this topic, obviously. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. It is it is such a kick if you ever get a chance to come to a two to one conference or maybe a future Seven Sisters conference oh, that we, we love to do can't that. wait to host. Um, to just be able to sit around with Sabrina and Vicky and just dream with them is it's such a privilege. It's awesome. And if you want a little something to just move you along this path, check check out the writing your personal mission statement. Mm. It's a mini curriculum, just a few pages and just a, a little chunk of time that can really be really be helpful. And fun. And fun. And for powerful. Sure. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. So vision casting, it's not just for the goofy people sitting on the top of a mountain somewhere <laughs> thinking lofty thoughts. It's for all of us and it's good. And we hope that we've taken something that can be rather vague and given you some nuts and bolts to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to cast a little vision for our friends, for Ooh. all of our seven sisters. Cast away. That, that um, they feel empowered to invest in the digital world around them. Ooh. And uh, one way they can do that is to go to iTunes. <laughs> what a spin. What a spin. I have a vision of five stars. <laughs> It, to, to leave a review and some stars so that, that the Homeschool High School podcast is easier for other people to find, but also our friends at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network to yes. check out mm-hmm. their podcasts and leave some reviews there, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wealth of great resources. Yeah, there. that, that the, the reviews have power. In um, just spreading the love, you know, and making things more available. They really mm-hmm. do. And didn't, didn't we just recently from when we're recording, didn't we recently find that iTunes has decided to call the Homeschool High School podcast new and noteworthy? Oh, yeah, yes. we made it to the education category new and noteworthy on iTunes. Woo-hoo! And that is and partly due to people being willing to, to yeah. leave a little feedback there. So, so yeah. thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. yeah, continue to raise our visibility as you feel led because that will help other families and that will be yeah. investing. And then you can have fun visiting our Facebook page, the Homeschool High School Podcast, and sevensistershomeschool.com, where we are always sharing cool information. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. So we look forward to seeing you again on the podcast. And until then, be visionary and have fun with it. And stop by sevensistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm.